yes, we're back. It's episode 12 of the Hibs Rambo. And again, for the 100th week running, I'm joined by, not Craig, but Sean. How are we feeling, mate? All the better for seeing you and being on the pod. <laughs> it's starting to feel like a regular fixture now, eh? It's feel, feel right at home, you know? Quite right, mate, quite right. It's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on the last few weeks. Craig, um, I think we gave you a, a life update on Craig last time, but he was in... Spain for a week on holiday and he's come he came back I can't remind when he came back but he's got a job interview to prepare for which is today so if you're listening Craig he's probably not um <laughs> best of luck mate and um, congratulations well, on the new job well done you've done really well <laughs> <laughs> so um we'll hear from Craig next week and uh, see if he if he got the job or not um but obviously all fingers crossed that he does. But less about Craig, more about the football. It's been an international break, Sean, hasn't it? So we've not got any Hibs to talk about. Well, any Hibs reviews to talk about. Um, but we do have some football to talk about, and that's the Scotland game. So we'll start off there, just briefly. Um, last Was it last Wednesday or last Thursday we played Ukraine at Hamden? I want to say third... Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. And uh, it was a really, really good performance, I thought. For You said uh, just off air that you didn't catch it all. You caught the last half hour. Um, all that mattered, eh? Really? Exactly. Exactly. I thought it was a really good performance from Scotland, actually. A great performance um, from um, John McGinn's Arse once again. So, very well done. And that's a national. That'll be in the museum. Museum, I soon hope Soon enough. So. Cut off his arse and put it in the museum. But um, I thought a really good performance from start to finish from Scotland. Um, Steve Clark must have learned that playing a three against Ukraine wasn't didn't work in the playoff game for the World Cup. So he tried something different, went with a back four. And it seemed to work. Well, we looked pretty solid at the back. I can't really remember an awful lot of Ukraine chances. Um, I don't and then, think they had shot on target did they not I could be making that up but I have I heard I don't know if it was in an interview or if it was in a video or something I think that they didn't have a shot on goal shot on target well I really hope I'm not making that up and I'm now going to go and check well you go and check and I'll, I'll find the boy adamant <laughs> I heard Luke Shanley ask uh, big Steve Clark that so I'm gonna go check. No, that. actually, that does ring a bell, you know, in the in the post match. But um, life score says that they had one on target, but I, oh no, it was blocked. So yeah, they didn't have any shots on target. Big man was right once again. Thank you very much. <laughs> so it's a it's a really good foundation actually because before before last Wednesday we we really hadn't been playing that well as as a national a national side. We got pumped against Ireland away. And then obviously the time before when we played uh, when we played Ukraine we got beat as well, which was uh, pretty demoralising. But it looks like there's a little bit of character about this Scotland team. Yeah, well, a lot of our performances have been very poor, but we've managed to nick one nils or two ones or nick a draw here or there. But I think the actual performance against Ukraine was was very very good, very dominating from um, start to finish. I wonder if it's outside, so. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it's because 
you know, we did get beat against them in those playoff games, and Steve Clark has had a look at that and maybe expected them to set up the same way, and we've just went and nullified all their attacking threats. I think it helps that they didn't have Zinchenko playing either. So yeah, well, it also helps because you know he's he's known for crying and getting his own way and stuff. So he's not right. since, he, since he's been at Arsenal, so he's obviously a, a much better man now. Get the only Ukrainian that I feel sorry for is uh, Mikolo Kukarevich. I feel sorry for him. You're going to elaborate on that? Oh, just because he's Ukrainian and I, I like him. All right. right. <laughs> okay. thought there might have been something else to that, but obviously So 3-0, two set pieces again. Um, That sounds familiar. At Hamden, two corners for the same side uh, and at the same net. <laughs> But no, I, I, the, see, I mean, we'll talk about the John McGinn goal first, but I, that was a really good finish. But for me, the second and third goal, once the second one goes in, you, if you're Ukrainian, you take steps to then try and stop the exact yeah, same yeah. thing happening again, which it did. Very, un- very uncommon, two very similar goals coming so close to each other as well. So fair play to uh, Austin McPhee, set-piece manager, you know, what a guy. Exactly, guy. Just needs a haircut and then that'll be him, eh? Is he going to be our contender for Kebab Shop of the Week? To be, to be fair, to be fair, Austin McPhee, it could be between him and Malky McKay. He could be the delivery driver. Austin McPhee could be the delivery driver. Aye. Yeah, aye, they'll use the grease phase here to fry the chips in. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so 3-0. We'll, we'll not talk too much about, um, about that because obviously it's a Hibs ramble, not a Scotland ramble, but then moving on to the Ireland game on Saturday, I was out at the at the theatre. I was uh, I was away to watch Book of Mormon with me and the missus. We'd had tickets. Got it booked. Got it booked. Oh mate, it's so good. We'd had tickets for like three years, right? And it kept getting postponed and postponed and postponed. But I mean, we saw it on Broadway in New York, so uh, it's um you know it's, it's a bit of a step down from well, that. Well, but, time for you now, eh? Not as big as you used to be. If uh, if you've never if you've never been to Broadway, then I'm sure I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I've never been to Broadway. <laughs> no, it was it was really really good actually. Um, we really enjoyed it. It was a good laugh. Um, although it started at half seven, and obviously that's when the Scotland game kicked off at quarter to eight. So then at the interval, I was checking my phone. One 0 to Ireland. I was going for fuck's sake, man. And then I actually I text Craig and I went, listen, I'm not going to have my phone on vibrate or that. It'll be on Do Not Disturb, but just text me updates so I don't need to like look through the apps to find out what the score is. So then when uh, at the end, I had about 16 texts for Craig being like, penalty Scotland! Oh my God, VR! He's giving it! He's giving it! <laughs> uh, and goes with, uh, talks with Jack Henry and all that. I was... Uh, so thank you, Craig, for doing that for me because um, I was I was buzzing actually. And we, were, we were walking out, and um, I was saying to him, I was saying to Megan, I was like, "Oh, half decent day, go to see Book of Mormon and and two one for the Scotland." And a boy turned round and he went, "Was what was the Scotland score?" I went two one. He went, "Oh fuck, to Ireland." I went, "No, it's Scotland." And he went, "Yeah!" <laughs> it was fucking fast. It was mental. But I. Was the game good? Uh, we were absolutely horrendous for the majority of the match. Um, actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I think that happens quite a lot when home nation sides play each other. 
predominantly the shitter nation ups our game and makes it difficult for the better nation. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've seen at the Euros when we played we played England. Uh, uh, they had to step up, eh? So, but nah, the, 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 because a lot of the players play in the same league and play similar styles, I think it's just a coming together a, a philosophies and mentalities with, with home nations. So, I wasn't surprised that we, it was a very, very poor game to watch. Really, really glad that we managed to get the win, of course. Uh, deserved as well, because the second half, we were we were a much better side, pinned them in. We looked a bit suspect at the back, like they could catch us out with our, with our pace, but big Craig Gordon. Big legend, man, I've heard that he's... Uh, saving uh, saving Scotland saves. once again, so just like he does hearts every week. Bastard. Um, but now a very, very good performance second half. Deserve to win. Ireland are a team of nobodies and a team of diddies, really. They're shocking side. Send Shock- them all back to the West End of Glasgow, absolutely fuming. Shocking side, honestly, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, well, I, I saw, I saw only saw the goals, but I thought the the build-up play and the, and the, the cross from Christie for Jack Hendry's header was... Superb! I've got absolutely no idea what Jack Hendry was doing that far up the pitch. Like, uh, like, like everybody, everybody, like I was um, criticising Christie in the group chat. And well, a lot of people had said that. I thought Christie was poor on the the Ukraine game as well. Well, there's a there's a wee bit of a I don't want to call it a curse because that's the, the the wrong thing to call it. But every time somebody gets slated in my group chat, they go on to have an impact. And it just happens all the time. It's normally like Man United players that get slated and then they come on and score a goal or whatever. <laughs> I'm fucking raging. But um, I, I slated Christie and then literally two minutes later he got the assist. And then he obviously scored the penalty. The so penalty as well. Really, really good assist for him. Um, Turned uh, it around second half then. Uh, and then obviously he didn't he sky the penalty, so can't complain. Ah, exactly. Exactly, but um, we've got Ukraine again tonight. Are you watching it? I will be, yes. I will be. I'll be back in time for that. Exciting times. And a point is all we need to top the group and, and get promoted. Are we already promoted? Or? No, we need, a, we need a point. We need the point. We need the point. So I hope, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it won't happen. I can't. I can't. We'll see especially we'll especially when they're playing in Poland as well. I can't imagine that there's going to be an awful lot of Ukrainians. I think it plays in our hands that we're playing in Poland, but I just don't think we'll get the result we need. I hope I'm. I hope oh, I'm really. Wrong. I hope I, I hope I'm wrong. I just don't think we'll get the result. Nah. Well, Dykes is out, isn't he? Dykes and, got and food poisoning from Tom Kitchen. I thought Adams was all right. Well, uh, unless anything's changed for yesterday, then he's out as well. But I saw pictures of Adams training with Kingsley and Mackay, so. I suppose we'll. Regardless, I guess we'll never know. Uh, even if, um, even if we do have them, I, I still don't fancy us to get a result. I, I, I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong. So. I think we'll get a result. I think Ryan Porches will play. Good. I hope Ryan Porches plays. Scottish football has uh, been a meltdown since he got the call up. So. Well, I will. We'll actually we'll go on to talk about that in a wee bit because we've got a question about Ryan Porches in Scotland. Um. But less about Scotland, more about Ryan Porteous, more about Hibs. We've got Ross County on Saturday. Sean, are you going? I will not be in attendance, no. That is <laughs> terrible from you. Well, there, there are... Uh, not only do I have plans already, but... Uh, on a Saturday, past, you should know better. 
the last time um, I went to Ross County, as I was arriving in Inverness, the game got cancelled. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Sean Mackey, for giving the, the boys a heads up as we were arriving into, into Inverness that day. So I ended up spending the day in a boozer watching the Arsenal game and then got the fucking train home. So I went to Inverness <laughs> to watch Leicester Arsenal. And what uh, was the score? Oh, we won. Oh, was, that, was that the the one where Ramsdale made that really good ah, save? Unreal save, and we started really well. So it ended up being a good day, but um, could have been better. Honestly, it was such a draining day. Honestly, and then the time before that was the the midweek fixture. Was it mid? I think it was midweek. I'm sure it was midweek because Marvin Bartley scored for Livy against Hearts at Tiny. Yeah. We were singing the Marvin Bartley song, and we had just scored at the same time. And then we went on to get beat, maybe. Oh, probably. We've so, got a really poor record up there. I don't really have a nah. I don't have fond memories of going up there, and thankfully, I, I will not be there this weekend. I've only been a few times. Um, like more, more when they first like came up, eh? Is when I started going. Um, I'm sure I went up. It was under Butcher. It was like a Tuesday night or something. And we got beat one 0 the, the season we got relegated, so that's not. Hibs. Yeah, I mean it's there was generally there was about fifty people there for Hibs. It was embarrassing. Um, I'm sure we went up for the Scottish Cup one year. I think Danny Handlin scored. Um, I don't think I've seen us win up there all that often. But I've not. I've not seen us win up there. I think I've seen us win once up there in the Scottish Cup. And I think that was also under Teddy Butcher. I can't mind. I can't mind. Anyway, we're 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 rambling. We're Hibs rambling. Um, <clears throat> Ross County, not in the greatest of form, Sean. Definitely. One win, one win this season in the league. In seven, granted they have played uh, Celtic and Rangers, and Aberdeen. Um, and Hearts. one win in seven. Have they played Hearts? Yeah. Yeah, they played Hearts as well. I'm sure. Oh, did they? Well, uh, I've completely missed that. If they have. Um, they not get beat 2-1 by Hearts, no? Fuck knows, honestly. <laughs> I've not done that much research, obviously. I'm, gonna to, I'm, gonna to, I'm sure I've seen them. Sure, let me check. They did get... Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. They get beat by Hearts. Yeah. So it's, it's not really been the kindest opening for Ross County. First game of the season. It's difficult to, to judge these teams this early on in the season. I think it takes until the first round of fixtures until you see. I mean, you can you can judge Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, sometimes United and stuff, but like the Motherwells, Ross Counties, St Murns, I think it will take the first round of fixtures until you can really gauge where they're at. Thought Ross County had a really good season last season. Well, um, they started off poor after ten games, so again, it's, it's hard. That's what I'm that's saying. Hard, eh, so. It seems like that. Eh? It's the same with Motherwell. They didn't win a game. Well, they won one game after New Year and still ended up in the top six. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, one one and seven. They're sitting tenth with five points. We're sitting sixth with eleven. Um, could and have easily, win. We could have been very easily in the position that they're in. So, thankfully. Exactly. Won. Exactly. That's because people get sent off against us all the time. Uh, <laughs> but one uh, this weekend. Ah, uh, probably it'll be Ryan Porteous. I bet you. Yeah. We've got um, if I win, if we win on um, on Saturday and results go away, it could see us up to third. It's quite tight 
uh, above us. So it's quite tight below us as well for a few places. Um, I'm not too sure we'll get the results otherwise, but I think we will beat Ross County. Um, I think we've well, we can only drop as low as eighth, I think. So um, we can't go too low. So yeah, you don't want results to go against us, but it's not. If we don't win, it's not the worst case scenario. We should be winning. Oh, right. It's Ross County, but it is a way. It's a tough place to go. All the usual. With all due respect, I mean, it is a tough place to go. But the thing is, you've got Hearts play Rangers, so that'll be a that'll be a, a tasty game. So that could potentially go in our favour. Um, Aberdeen are playing Kelly, I think. So Aberdeen are in a bit of free fall as well. Uh, and uh, Derek McInnes will be up again. Up Fancy them as well. Motherwell are playing Celtic, so that's three results that could potentially go our way. You've then got Dundee United St Johnston, that'll be a boring nil nil guaranteed, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and then you've never got, been more of a stick on for a nil nil, is there? Uh, and then you've got St Mirren, um, Levy, which could have goals in it, considering how well both of them are doing. So I think it's a very very good week for us to get the three points. Um, yeah. I think it's vitally important that we do in the hope that the other results go in our favour. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, like you said, it is a very, very difficult place to go. Um, especially, you know, they're the hammer throwers up there. At Ross County, they're not known for playing beautiful, silky football. I mean, they were last season, kind of. But, um, yeah, they had the players to do it though, and I think they've just replaced a lot of these players with more rejects and more loans. So I think the boy that they've got, um, that they've got, I can't, I can't remember, is it a Wuwa or something? Wuwa, a Wuwa, something like that. And he plays out wide left. I think he's all right. Um, he was obviously the replacement for Charles Edwards. That's the one, Awura Edwards. There you go. Um, so I mean. They definitely do have danger, man. I think Malky Mackay's got a little bit of a a golden touch when it comes to picking players out and and kind of kicking them on. Um, he's good at he's that. good at he's good at nurturing rejects, bit like himself. Basically, aye. I mean, he's a absolute you know he's a fiend of a guy. He's a scab of a man, but um, he's <laughs> he's half decent at getting these players to play. I know, I guarantee you, if we'd have signed Regan Charles Cook, it would have been an absolute flop yeah. at Hibs. Um, but let, let's about that fucking idiot, Malky McKay. Um, let's have a talk about the team. We've got McCurdy back. Does he slot into your team? No? Nah, um, I think purely because of how well we played in the last game, I think it would be wrong to try and change it. Um you did McCurdy, say that. McCurdy will play, he'll come on, um, he'll come on, grab a goal, we'll see the celebration and all <laughs> will be well and we'll go back down the road with three points and three goals. Um, but nah, I, I, I don't think the team should get changed and I can't see the team getting changed either. Um, I feel like it would be, it'd be doing some of the players a disservice that, that played so well in the last game. I agree. I think Lee Johnson is of the same kind of thought as you there is don't change a winning team 
Um, it's actually a, a breath of fresh air the fact that he know he, he knows what is or what his preferred eleven is at the moment. Yeah. Um, compared to you know when we had Jack Ross and Sean Maloney and they were chopping and changing the eleven every every week it seemed like. Um, I would I would agree with you. I think. I think Yuan didn't have the best of games against Aberdeen, but he's still he's set up a, a fair few goals for us, and he he is a danger. He's a he's, he's a good player, Dave, and he's a good option to have wide as well. We spoke about he's that definitely a good option to points. have. It's, and it's not as if we it's it's not as if playing McCurdy would then not allow us to bring on someone who's got a a breath of pace and can get in behind the defenders. They're very similar, I think, in their play styles. I think McCurdy can maybe play across the front, uh, anywhere across the front. Um, but I think Yuan is primarily going to be used off the left. But I think that it's a, a very good option to have either McCurdy or Yuan on the bench. And, you know, we might see McCurdy come on and score, score a couple, who knows. And he might be in the team for for Motherwell. Yeah, I, uh, think, it's a, it's a, I think it's a great game for... Um... Pukarevich is those are the type of games that he will thrive and that he'll do well. He done well against Aberdeen and I don't doubt that he'll he'll have a similar kind of impact. Do you think he'll start them? Certainly. I think he will. Yeah. <laughs> After that awful prediction in the Aberdeen preview. Um I but I don't I, I unless there's anything wrong with him, I don't see why he wouldn't start. It's the type of game that will suit him. Pitches yeah. narrow as well, so it's not like we're going to have much width. We can have that option of going long and getting Boyle and Yuan to feed off of him. So hopefully that's um, Josh Campbell, of course, the goal scorer. Our goal machine. Yeah. I think yeah, no, I, I completely agree. This is this is must be the most boring podcast ever. We're we're agreed on everything. I think um, Kukarevich, and we've spoke about it before, definitely gives us that different kind of dimension up front. It's a uh, it's a player that, you know, we don't have any of them apart from him. Um, Big Tall likes to get his head on things. I also think he's very, very clever. Um, he's also very, very handsome as well. He's a, he is a good-looking chap, isn't he? he helps very clever. Him. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what he did for George Campbell's first goal against Aberdeen. <laughs> Both of the defenders were away asking him on a date or something, and then George Campbell just slipped in behind. Um, but no, brilliant. I, I think uh, I think I would go with the exact same eleven as well. Um, despite McCurdy being back available, I think even he'll probably know that Harry McCurdy. Um, but I would love him to come on and, and score because I'm absolutely gagging to see that celebration. Um, <clears throat> I've actually, I've actually <laughs> this sounds stupid, but earlier on, since you're not going, it doesn't really matter to you. But uh, I googled how long it takes to drive up to um, up to Ross County because I'll be going on the bus on Saturday, and uh, it takes three hours and twenty six minutes to, so, drive. to yes. drive there. This is from Easter Road to Ross County Stadium. Right. And these are some things that you can do to pass the time. <laughs> you can listen to Sunshine and Leith by the Proclaimers forty one times. Is that it? That's it, because it's like five minutes long, five minutes and 40 seconds long or something. You're, 41 times. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised. I know, but 41 times. I would have expected it to be higher. 
A lot of times, though. It's well, a lot of times. Maybe we can listen to it 41 times on the way home after we win. <laughs> I will. Um, you could watch Anchorman 1 and Anchorman 2 back-to-back. Much better choice than listening to Assumption Elite 41 times. You could also um, watch the Scottish Cup final twice. Again, every suggestion is much improved than the last one. You could uh, you could solve a Rubik's Cube in the amount of time it takes the average person to solve one. Right, okay, now, now we're going down a slippery slope here. Or, or, the best option, on average, you could listen to five episodes of the Hibs Rambo. On average, on average, <laughs> average. a week star, on average. Because sometimes we go a little bit longer, sometimes we go a little bit shorter. Well, maybe if there was more, what's the word that I'm thinking of here? Content that's not specific to games, like the like the shirt one, where you can listen to it any time then. Well, I mean, why don't, after you've listened to this, listen to the shirt one again, if you've already listened to it? Well, this time, watch it on YouTube so you can see everything, <laughs> hear everything. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what would you do if you were driving up to Ross County? How would you pass the time? Well, I'd most likely be the one driving. If I was, if I was driving, that is. I know, but this the if you're on a bus or you're the passenger, what are you doing? Um, abusing people on Twitter. Oh, I. Um, good at that. For the majority of the journey on the way back, and on the way up, more so. Oh, on the way we, back if we get beat. If we, uh, if we get beat, then it would be account private. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those weirdos. <laughs> abuse a few people, shit the bed, and then privatise their Twitter. Listen, mate, it happens, eh? Bed wetter. <laughs> what did I do the last time? I think I, I actually think I did watch a movie on the way up the last time on the bus. You need to conserve your phone battery, though. That's the only thing. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. It's difficult. I know. Because it's three, three and a half hours on the way up and three and a half hours on the way back. Well, on the way up, you could put some uh, research into a coupon or something like that. Gamble responsibly, everyone. Gamble responsibly, exactly. Yeah, tell you what, Sean, what a guest, what a guest you are to have on. Hitting all, hitting all the tick boxes and everything, man. <laughs> Superb. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm definitely going to take some, um, some rum and a hip flask. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> with that. Okay. Some rum and a hip flask and um, have a wee drink on the way up. But the, I did that the last time and I had a drink on the way up and then I never had any drink for the way back. So Yeah, but you you can get a drink before you come back down the road. Yeah, but the, the bus that I go on doesn't allow drink. Really. I won't it's, comment on, on that bus then. It's one of them. It is one of them. I can't comment altogether because I don't drink, but... Do you not? Never. Really? Yeah. I don't this man you. has never been drunk. He's straight edge. Straight edge society. And for the, for the listeners out there, no, I don't take anything else. <laughs> that, that is normally the go-to question after that. It is then followed up with a, a hard drug. It can eat. Once is no again. To be fair, I don't think you can even afford to drink because of all the football shirts that you buy. I was about to say, where the fuck are you going with that? What are you trying to say? <laughs> right, we're on a tangent again. Sean, what are you doing to me? Right, predictions. 3-0 uh, Hibs. 
You know, Hibs, who's your scorer? The comfiest, comfiest win that Hibs will have this season. The comfiest win that we'll have this season? Yeah, can't wait for that to get clutched after we get beat. I mean, fucking hell. That is is a bold statement. Comfy, it'll it'll be comfy. I hope so. Who's your scorers? Um... Boyle, two, and Paul Hanlon. Boyle and Paul Hanlon. That's when you know I'm lying. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I think I think we'll get. I, I think a defender will get one for a corner, um, and we'll get two on the break. I'm going to go for three-one. I don't think it's going to be as comfy as we think. I think it's going to be one of the ones where concede first. We concede first, and then we'll maybe score in three in the last 20 minutes or something and it'll look like a really good result but we'll be like that's papering over the cracks that's papering over the cracks that's what I'm going to say and I'm going to go who's going to score I think Campbell will score again I think Kukarevich will score and I think McCurdy will come on and score 3-1 and I think Ross Callahan will score for Ross County a horrible guy (laughs) <laughs> you can't say that because um, one of our listeners, Jeff Ashton, who's actually sent in a question, that's his nephew. Oh wow, that is a great guy. Yeah, and I said, uh, I said to Jeff, I went, well, good luck to Ross, um, to a certain extent on Saturday. I wish all professional footballers a good luck during their game. I just hope that some have a terrible game and some have a great game. Well, that's what Jeff said. Jeff said a very yeah, small thing. Nature of footballing. Exactly. Well, we'll move on to questions now, now that we've talked about you, Jeff. Um, and oh, yes. we will we'll start with Jeff, actually. He says, a front three of Boyle, McCurdy, eh, sorry, Boyle, Kukarevich and Harry McCurdy or stick with an out-of-form Yuan? Stick. I think so, too. I think you might, to you, say that... You could say he's out-of-form, but... I mean, I wouldn't say he's out of form. I would just say he's not got the great ball to score yet. I think he had a poor game against Aberdeen, but all his other games have been really good. So I personally wouldn't say he's out of form. I think he's just in need of a, a little bit of luck. Yeah, I would say he had a poor game against Aberdeen. I don't think um, he's out of form, like you said. Um, I'd be happy with him starting. Uh, Liam Riley says... In your opinion, what are some of the most overrated Hibs players? Mine would be Stephen Fletcher. As in, that's his over. That's his. Right, okay. That's his most overrated Hibs player. Most overrated Hibs player. Jeez, oh. I'm going to cut in and say Fraser Fivey and Dylan McGeoch. I, I think Fra- oh, 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 I will take no Dylan McGeoch, Slander. Not that he wasn't a. Man. He was a great player. He really was, but I think people, I think people think that there's a reason he won Play of the Year ahead of John McGinn because he was better than he played better than John McGinn that season. But hey, but I, I would say Fraser Five is more overrated than Dylan McGill. I really didn't. I thought, I thought like a lot of people didn't they didn't rate Fraser Five. I think I thought he was underrated if I'm honest. No, uh, I didn't. I didn't like Fraser Five. Oh, I don't know why. Don't know what it was about him. Didn't like him. That's a can of worms. That's that's what that is. Uh, that is. Can't think of any off the top of my head. 
That's a cop out. That is a cop out. You got, have you got any more so that, that that I can debate with you and tell you how wrong you are? <laughs> um, have I got any more? Have I got any more? Stephen, Stephen Fletcher was was brilliant at Hibs. I think he I just. Thought, I think Stephen Fletcher was perfectly rated. I think he just needed better players around him because as he was coming through, a lot of the golden generation were moving on. So I think he would have flourished a lot more. And there's a reason why he's played for the clubs that he's played. Mate, he played for Marseille. And, and played games and scored. So, like, he's a good player. But, hey, I'm no, not, I, no, I, I thought I'm Fletcher, was, I'm I thought Fletcher was perfectly rated. Liam Riley is open the can of worms. He's good at that. He's a good boy, but sometimes... You do, you, I, I think you could you could genuinely have a podcast alone episode discussing overrated and underrated Hibs players, and that's what that's what I think we should do. Yeah, I'll, we yeah, could I'll, do that. Let's have... Let's have let's put put, put questions together. And then get people to chuck in their their underrated and overrated Hibs players, and then we can argue it out. Because I feel like we'll have different opinions, considering you said Dylan McGeoch is overrated. I, I know. I think that's kind of taken out of context, though, because I think McGeoch was brilliant, right? No, I no, no that's, the clip. that's the clip. That's what I've said. I said I thought McGeoch was really good, but I think people thought he was a lot oh. better than he was. And what? that's been proven now because he's been pish at Aberdeen and fuck knows where he is now. I want to name one. I want. I really, really, really want to name one. And I can't, for the love of God. Thank we'll we'll move on then and we'll come back to it. John McIntosh asks, what's everyone having for dinner? Well, this was yesterday he asked, right? It was yesterday he asked, but I'll take yesterday's dinner and today's dinner. Uh, I had a coronation chicken curry yesterday. I had a chicken pakora pizza for the chippy. Oh, I don't know what I'm having tonight. I don't know what I'm having tonight either. So, I mean, that was a bit of a redundant question to ask for tonight. I might have, I think we've got pulled pork in the fridge. I might have pulled pork. Oh, you can't go wrong with pulled pork. Pulled pork burritos, I think. Um, next up, Haley asks, from all the players who have played for Hibs, no matter when, which three would you like to have dinner with and why and what would you feed them? John McGinn is one. 100% John McGinn would be one. Um, I'd want Jason Cummins in there as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great crack, the young man. The the Aussie international goal scorer. Congratulations yep. to the come come dingo. <laughs> renamed out there. Uh, so that that would be two. Um and my third the thing is I could have went for older players, but the older players that I loved were all like foreign. So yeah. like Duck Lehman, Paco Luna, Mixu. Sauzy and stuff like that. My, but my three, this is a tremendous three, by the way. John McGinn, Jason Cummins, and I've completely drew a mind blank on who the third one was. <laughs> uh, Yogi Hughes. John Yogi Yogi Hughes. That's Hughes. a good point, actually. And what would I make them? What would Cabbage you make them? Ribs. Cabbage and Cabbage ribs. And ribs. I'm, to be fair, I, I think I would also choose McGinn and Cummins, but for... For those listening that doesn't want it to be boring, I'll choose a different three. I think I would go Boyle. I think Gary O'Connor would also be a good partner. What a man <laughs> he is. What a human being Gary O'Connor is. Martin I'll Boyle, Gary O'Connor. And... I don't know. I bet you, like, Graham Stack would be quite a good partner. Great laugh. My, um, That's what I'll go. Boyle, 
O'Connor, Graham Stack, and what would I make them? Used to used to come into my mum's petrol station when I used to work there, and he was he'd come in and he would chat away to you and that, and he would just he's got all the time in the world for everybody. Brilliant Good guy, lad. and invincible as well. Yes, he is. Uh, what would I make them though, Sean? Um, I tell you what, I made I made homemade Nando's chicken the other night, so and Megan seemed to like that, so I would make them. Nando's chicken. Nando's style chicken. I've, uh, I think that'd be a great shout. I think that'd be a great shout. Next up, a question from uh, my father, Colin. Um, he says, when all our players are fit and available, what, in your opinion, would be the best formation starting 11 and subs bench? I think subs bench is maybe... I kind of think he players for subs, but I think, starting I think... 11. I think the way Lee Johnson plays, I think the 4-2-3-1 suits the players that we've got now. I can mm. understand if we do revert to a 3-5-2 now and again, but um, I don't quite feel that in an attacking sense we don't have the players to do a 3-5-2, and I don't even think we have three bloody centre-halves that are good enough to play centre-half <laughs> for a start. So um, I would stick with the 4-2-3-1, and at the moment I think... We just don't change a winning formula. I know how boring that is, but... That is boring, right. Yeah. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to go oh, with mine. Explain, sir. I'm Let going to stop you there and go with mine. Marshall, goalie. Cadden, Rocky, Porches, Chibriya. Kenny and... Kenny's sitting. Campbell a little bit further in front. McGinnis in the 10. Okay. That sounds really weird, but it would work. Um, Boyle on the right. So Noah Kenny six, Josh Campbell eight. Again, yeah. Ten, right. Okay. Yeah. Boyle at wide right. You want to see Yuan, but yeah, you want to see McCurdy. I, w- I want to see McCurdy, but I've not seen enough of him. So Yuan and Nisbet up front through the middle. In my opinion, the best eleven that we have ability-wise. <laughs> So the same, same players that you've just mentioned is back four. Um, I would have Kenny and Newell in there, though. Um, yeah. There's a lot of unknowledgeable Hibs fans out there just think both of them are absolutely horrendous when they're actually not. But I however. think I think Kenny and Newell work really, really well together, but I wanted McGuinness in and I also um, wanted Campbell in. I would have Boyle Wright. Um, I would have Ewan Henderson in the 10 Aye um, I'd have Nisbet up front and I've not seen enough in McCurdy to put him wide left so I'll stick with Ewan No uh, Bojang Who? No Bojang Who? <laughs> oh big Bojang man Fuck Well man. dad I hope that answers your question and when I come round later tonight you can tell me what you're Starting eleven and subs bench would be. I mean, subs bench. That's asking a bit much. Us. I don't know if I could name you. Players. <laughs> I do. Um, I do. However, on the topic of underrated and overrated players, I've got two players for you. Who? So overrated, Jorge Claros. Mm. Um, I think everyone. Blows I think he was. I think he was a good a player in a pitch team. Yeah, because he was in such a poor team, I think that makes him look better. If you put him in a decent hip squad, he would have got nowhere near it. 
um, and massively underrated, in my opinion, uh, Owen Doyle. Mm. I think he got overshadowed by Lee Griffiths quite a lot. As good as Lee Griffiths is, again, I think if he's in a better side, which he was when he went down south, he bags in the goals. Yeah, no. That's I, I think I can agree with that. Come at me. Well, well, uh, well, I'll wait everyone else's comments on what you think about Hoggy, Clowers and Owen Doyle. Um, Billy asks, Porteous was apparently booed by the Scotland fans when his name was announced at Hamden. What is it we as Hibs fans see in him that others don't and is the criticism valid? I'll say we see that he's a terrific football player and everyone else sees that he's a thug because that's, the only time... What, that, say. What, do, what do we see in him? Quality. The only time that, that he gets you know, shown on sports scene or in the papers or anything is when he when he puts in a bad challenge or whatever, something like that. And all this media circus around Porches apparently diving against um against Aberdeen, but there was absolutely nothing about him playing as, you know, a deep purlo and pinging the balls about left, right and centre. Isn't he he's in the top ten most creative players in the league? And, and he's, he's a centre-half. Centre you could understand that from a full-back. Fir- is he not the first... He's created the same amount of chances as Boyle. Same amount of chances as Boyle he's created. I mean, it speaks for itself. I think, I think, if, people... I think if, he was, if he was booed by Scotland fans, then obviously it'll be a minority, and those minorities are absolutely not, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Rangers fans don't support... Oh, neither they do. It's obviously the Aberdeen fans then. Maybe they would have been crying over their flags and their Lizzie cutouts. Would have been Jim Goodwin then, just doing a really loud boo. Oh, megaphone. <laughs> um, if he was booed, then that's absolutely embarrassing as a country. So. Well, to be fair, when Ian Black came on for Scotland at Easter Road, he was booed. A bit different though. He's a. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been anywhere near the Scotland squad. Yeah. No, I think Poach has got their own merit. I think he's played really well this season. I mean, I, I mean, no, I'll take that back. I don't think he has played really well this season, as well as he played last season. But he's still been good we for him. Yeah, we spoke we spoke about it the other week. Like he's 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 asked to adapt his game a wee bit more and take a few more risks, which makes him not look as great, unfortunately. But it'll, it'll yeah, come. but he's he's trying he's trying it, and no one else, um, you know, as a as a centre half for Hibs is trying anything like that. He's got the, he's got the he's got more ability than some of our centre midfielders, so there's a reason why he's so creative. Exactly. And finally, a question from Joe, and he asks, uh, where has Dimitri Mitchell gone? He seems to have dropped off the face of the earth, and Lee Johnson never mentions him. I don't know. I can't even remember what his injury is. You know. Well, I think Craig seems to think that Lee Johnson isn't doesn't fancy him, which then makes the decision of spending money on him in January completely bizarre. We knew what his injury record was like when he was at Hearts, mm-hmm. and even when he was at Blackpool. I think he's a good player, and he's a good asset to have, but I don't think he'll be on a he'll be on a pretty penny in terms of taking up wages. I think, I think at the time we needed a player like him that can play anywhere down the left, so I can understand the signing. A decent enough player, good enough to start for Hibs, no. Um, is he at a higher level than, than Hearts? Absolutely, because that's why he's at Hibs. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. Like, 
he was meant to be back on the grass, meant to be back training. I've not seen any pictures of him doing full training. It is a bit of a mystery. As I hope that we find out actually because he has a good option to have. I'm sure he played against uh, St. Johnson in opening game. I'm sure he came on. Oh, against John. Yeah, now you're asking. Opening game. Maybe if Hibs hold a, another murder mystery, maybe he's going to be the one that's hosting it. And maybe he'll be the one that's been murdered. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, and that concludes all the questions. So once again, if you've sent in a question, then uh, thank you so much because we really, really do appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I say this every week, we, but we really do appreciate it and. All the all the listens and all all the love that has been shown to the podcast. Um, we know that there's a few other ones that you all listen to that are probably a little bit more refined than this one at the moment. But um, no, we we appreciate all the listens and. You're going to say the other ones that are not as good. That's what I thought you were going to say. Oh well, I mean, there's a few. There's a few that are not as good. Eh? Like, like that down the slope. Eh? Fucking pish. I'm just kidding. And I'm, I'm just only oh, saying that because I know. I'm only saying that because I know that no one from down the slope will be listening this long. <laughs> but um, no, no, we, we love everyone at down the slope and, and all the rest of the Hibs podcast as well. They're all brilliant. But we, we do appreciate that um, you listen to us as well. and That's enough for me talking about that. But again, Sean, thanks so much for coming on your lunch break today. Anytime. And... Um, We'll reconvene next week. Craig will be back joining us next week. If you want to join us again, Sean. If I'm welcome, I'll I'll be here in attendance. We'll welcome you with open arms, young man. With open arms. Uh, you've you've done well in, on your trial. I think trial. we're uh, I think we're going to <laughs> activate the clause. That was the last hope. It was either me or you were talking to yourself for an hour. <laughs> I can't. I mean, imagine that. Well, listen, that would have been, eh? <laughs> but yeah, so I thanks again for coming on, and we will catch you all after we have pumped Ross County. See you later. <laughs>